Welcome to Safe Dividend Investing, podcast number 85 on October 12th of 2022. Today, I will be answering seven interesting investment questions, especially the long first question about my criticism of financial advisors. Question number one. Why are you so hard on financial advisors? Most advisors work strictly for the betterment of their clients. I also know, without a doubt, that financial companies have a zero-tolerance policy for advisors who operate otherwise. I resent your implication that the typical financial advisor's recommendations are more concerned with his compensation than the well-being of their clients. I get very few financial advisors responding to my comments. Perhaps I have had the unfortunate experience of only encountering those minority of financial advisors who are only concerned about how much money they could transfer from my pocket to the bank that employed them. You might find the first chapters of my first book, Income and Wealth from Self-Directed Investing, interesting, as I describe how I helped an 80-year-old widow regained the hundreds of thousands of dollars an investment advisor had relieved her of. I lost $300,000 to an investment advisor who I'm sure he thought he was working for my betterment. He had been a friend before I turned my money over to him. Interestingly, after I took it back, I never heard from him again. Fortunately, I learned how to invest successfully as a self-directed investor before my life savings were gone. For decades, I had been an executive in the commercial risk industry. To me, investing in stocks is just another form of commercial risk, just as I developed software for scoring credit insurance, and financial risk, I used the same principles to score stock risk. It worked a hell of a lot better than the 4% of my portfolio I was supposed to liquidate each year to live on, according to my financial advisor's wonderful advice. To me, they should be teaching kids in high school how to become financially independent as self-directed investors. The average client is fearful of investing because it is as intimidating to them as climbing Mount Everest. It is all a matter of education. It is also contrary to the well-being of financial advisors who want them to be ignorant and dependent. Question number two. Would you agree that financial advisors recommend annuities as an investment because they offer both zero downside risk and have tremendous upside potential, not because it is part of their compensation? According to my calculations, insurance companies face minimum risk with annuities. You pay your money up front 
It goes into a pool of funds worth hundreds of millions of dollars that the insurance company manages. I know from compiling the data charts for my books that many financially strong companies pay their high dividend yield 4% plus, I average about 6% plus, through market crashes and recessions. It is not unusual to see dividend payouts increasing by more than 10% a year, often to keep pace with their rising share prices. Looking at five or more years of historical records, you can easily pick stocks whose share prices have increased by more than 50% and would be expected to continue this trend. Where is the risk for the insurance company? If you put $100,000 into an annuity, what do you get back every year for the rest of your life? Perhaps $4,000 a year? Despite inflation on average increasing 3.5% a year. While the insurance company's dividend payouts are increasing annually, your annuity payment does not. As well, you get zero in capital gain on your 100000 annuity investment, while the insurance company could average a capital gain of more than 10%. Then, to top it off, when you die, the insurance company gets it all and payment stopped. Could it be that annuities are a losing proposition? I am curious. What have I missed? Where do you see tremendous potential from immunities? There are no guarantees in investing in stocks. However, I know once again from the years of research I have done, if you pick 20 financially strong companies who have paid high dividends, you'll see almost constant share price increases most years. You might find a few of these companies may have had occasional declines in their share prices. There will be far fewer with declines in their dividend payments. Such declines are hardly noticeable in the gains from the 20 other stocks. The one big expense annuities have is sales and marketing costs. Annuities do not sell themselves. Otherwise, they would be bought online from Amazon like you buy a book. Someone must convince an investor to put their money into an annuity. That someone has to be paid. Does it really matter if the person is called salesman or financial advisor? The insurance company is in a competitive marketplace. There are many insurance companies offering almost identical annuities. Getting those who are in touch with investors to select their annuity does not just happen. The insurance company receiving the $100,000 is going to have to pay someone something for receiving that $100,000. If not a salesman, perhaps it is a financial advisor's employer. The sale of the annuity may go towards a financial advisor's annual revenue objective. It may help him get a bonus from his employer. Did you think that financial advisors were working for you? Could it be that you are the prey and not the employer? 
Question number three. Is there a risk in buying a stock for its dividend? For about 20 years, I've lived off the six-digit income derived from a seven-digit portfolio. Every one of the 20 stocks in it was chosen because it is financially strong and pays a dividend of 4% or more. That portfolio that began with the savings of a few hundred thousand dollars has grown by 500%. Before I retired, I used to invest the dividends. This allowed me to double the portfolio in the first five years after that the compounding effect allowed it to double much more quickly. Normally, I get a dividend return of about 6% from dividends and about 13% from the stock's capital gains. The reason I invest in 20 stocks is that I recognized long ago that no one can accurately predict the future. While I may expect all stocks to perform well, I also expect some will not perform as they have historically performed. However, the few deviant stocks are hardly noticeable among the many winners. While accurately predicting future shares is not possible, it is quite easy to accurately predict future dividend payouts. Dividends are derived from profits. Profits are derived from the revenue and expense decisions made by the skilled executives of a company. Even during market crashes, when the share price of financially strong companies may drop by 50%, the steady dividends keep being paid. There is no direct relationship between share prices and dividends. Share prices are derived from the auction process in a stock exchange. Here, pessimistic speculators and optimistic speculators are bidding on the same company. The buying and selling decisions are most often motivated by rumors, media conjecture, and financial industry promotions. Speculators have zero control over profits. Financially strong companies with long established customers know how to adjust to maintain their profits and thus pay their dividends. Speculators react emotionally and sell weak and strong companies instead of doing a basic scoring of the company's strength and looking at the historical records of share prices and dividend payouts to judge how long it took the company to again reach record high share prices. Such companies always do. If you are a self-directed investor, which protects you from losing 2% to 4% of the value of your portfolio and financial investment service fees, charges, and commissions, there is almost zero risk in investing equally in 20 financially strong, high-dividend stocks. A book like the American High Dividend Handbook can help you sort out the best of the high-dividend stocks. It is charts sorting and scoring all the high-dividend stocks traded on the New York Stock Exchange and the NASDAQ. Question number four. Why do investors 
Panic during a stock market crash. Ignorance often causes novice investors to panic in a market crash. They own stocks they haven't researched. They can't see how the company's shares fared in all the previous crashes. How financially strong the company is is unknown, or even how to determine its strength. They are unaware that market crashes are often caused by pessimistic speculators reacting to rumors, media hype, and transient occurrences that have nothing to do with the company's strength. As well, not having a sufficient flow of dividend income, they feel forced to sell just to generate enough cash to help them survive. This is the worst possible time to sell but it is the best time to buy. The fear of market crashes is a constant topic in my investment books. Question number five. Should I pay a financial advisor to select the stocks for my portfolio, or should I do it myself? Over a lifetime, you could save yourself hundreds of of thousands of dollars in fees, commissions, and charges. Some so well hidden they do not show up on monthly statements. There is always the nagging insecurity that the professional financial advisor is pushing an investment that is lining their pockets and not yours. No matter how wonderful he or she has said the investment is. As a self-directed investor, you know exactly what you are invested in and why you are invested in it, versus being sold investments that you really have no way of easily measuring if they are good investments or not. Expect to sleep better at night knowing that your careful choice of stocks is the best you could find to meet your need for security and growth. You are, despite their pride and their professionalism, just as capable as any investment professional in selecting financially strong companies whose share prices and dividend payments have consistently increased for a decade or more. A diversified portfolio of 20 such stocks will keep on increasing, providing a significant percentage of its value is not being devoured each year by your full-service advisor fees. Books like Safe, Better, Dividend Investing and the American High Dividend Handbook can show you how to find stocks for a strong, growing portfolio. Every investment advisor wants you to be dependent on them. They want full control over your portfolio. When your portfolio loses $300,000, they will shrug their shoulders and say, the market is in a downturn. It's not their money. Many of them have no conception of how you could possibly achieve financial independence and be living off a dividend income. They are sure not going to help you become independent because that means you no longer need them. They are employees 
of a financial institution being paid to transfer money from your pocket to the employer's pocket. You are the prey, not the employer. Their primary job is keeping their job. And there are hundreds of thousands of naive potential investors out there for them to go after. For many, half their time is devoted to finding new clients to replace the ones who leave. Question number six. How do I know if my investment advisor is giving me good advice? Some might say if their lips are moving, he or she is giving you bad advice. They are employees of a financial institution. They are being paid to transfer money from your pocket to their employer's pocket. You are the prey, not the employer. Until you learn how to research your own investments, you will never be confident in the strength of your portfolio. The research is easier than you think. You will not only save hundreds of thousands of dollars in fees and commissions, but get much better results, sleep better at night as a self-directed investor because you will know exactly why and what you're in. This is... Question number six. Is it possible to set up a stock portfolio without having to constantly spend hours on research and paperwork? If you have a checking account with a bank, you should be able to open up a stock trading account with the bank in less than an hour online. Avoid going into the bank to do it because they will put pressure on you to open up a full-service account. The full-service fees, charges, and commissions will eat into whatever gains you realize from your investing. Not once, but every year. Losing 2% to 4% of the value of your portfolio can add up to hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. Money that could have been invested, making money for you. To make it easy, you buy stocks using charts that identify strong stocks plus scoring software, or the scoring formula detailed in a book like the American High Dividend Handbook. You need diversity in your stocks because no matter how much of a genius you may be, unpredictable things can happen. However, With a portfolio of 20 stocks of equal value, you have minimized the impact of any one stock not performing as it historically has for the last decade. It could take you a few hours to select your 20 stocks. Once the stocks are in the bank's stock trading computer, you can spend as much or as little time as you want monitoring the stocks. The value of your shares will go up and go down. As long as the stocks still have high scores and are paying high dividends, you leave them alone. It will be a rare occasion when you will have to look for a replacement for one of your strong stocks. Have faith in your shares. If they have always recovered to new record highs after each market crash or recession, they will recover. Don't meddle 
your financially strong stocks will take care of themselves. Perhaps every few months you will reinvest the dividend income being distributed from the 20 stocks. Once you reach financial independence, you'll be living off those dividends. Question number seven. If there is always a reason behind stock price movements, does it create predictable patterns? There is no god of the stock market making reasonable decisions regarding share prices. The stock market is an auction vehicle in which optimistic speculators are placing bids to buy a stock at a set price because they think the stock is going to increase in price and pessimistic speculators who think that the stock is going to decrease in price are placing bids to sell the same stock at their set price. If the prices happen to meet, the stock is traded from one to the other. No one can accurately predict at which price the trade will close. As much as chartists want you to believe there is a pattern to stock prices, it is just random chance if the stock performs according to their chart's interpretation of trading activity. Where there is a pattern is in stock dividend payouts. There are many companies whose dividend payouts increase every year, whether the share price also increases or not. Usually, with financially strong companies paying high dividends, the share price and the dividend payout rise in tandem. However, every now and then, you hit a market crash where a stock price can drop 50%, but the dividend payout still climbs. The crash is caused by speculators reacting to media hype and fears of losing their money. How is it possible in a crash for dividend payouts to rise? It is possible because dividends are derived from profits. Profits are derived from the revenue and expense decisions being made by executives responsible for the company. They consciously or unconsciously are creatures of habit. These habits include always paying an ever-increasing dividend payout. It is not difficult to find such companies. The interesting thing is that while their share prices dip, it soon again rise to new record highs. Just because a share price drops does not mean that the company is not making increased profits. Profits certainly can influence speculators, but if speculators believe they must bail out because all stocks are going to crash, they do not differentiate between the financially strong well-established companies who have sailed through countless market crashes for the financially weak companies who will fail. Some investors love market crashes because it is a time to pick up financially strong companies at bargain prices. Thanks for listening. If you wish more information on investing and stock scoring, please visit my website, www.saferbetterdividend.com.
investing.com. <laughs>